Welcome to Wrestling And. It's been a while, guys, which is something I generally say it seems like every time we have an episode, but it has been a while because last weekend uh, we didn't have an episode. But we are here this week and we are going to talk about wrestling and, well, a bunch of stuff. Um, yeah. We're going to talk about a, a bunch of stuff today. Um, some good, some horrible, but uh, we'll, we'll get you guys uh, caught up on, on stuff. So... I am joined today by my co-host, Justin, in-ring art. Justin, how are you today, Justin? <clears throat> Hanging in there. Not too bad. Um, long work week. A lot of stuff happened in the world of wrestling and uh, all that stuff, too. Well, but well, uh, so, since this is the beginning of the episode, why don't you uh, give, you know, give a, a quick pre-announcement of some of the plans uh, around WrestleMania weekend? Yeah, it hasn't been officially announced yet, but maybe by the time that this uh, is up. airs, um, you know, it looks like I'm going to be um, involved in the pop-up with Wrestling for Sale slash Cheap Heat um, out here in Los Angeles uh, <clears throat> on the 31st of March. Um, March. More details will come and... You'll, you'll be up to date over at Wrestling for Sale and in Ring Art. So I'll be posting stuff as it... it uh, and also, yeah. it, we will actually probably... Looks like we're going to be meeting each other in person for the first yes, time we, for that weekend. And the, uh, the biggest news to me is it looks like we're probably going to be doing a in-person podcast that week. Is, is in the, is in the a realm of possibility. Definitely, definitely in the realm of possibility, leaning towards the realm of going to happen. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be exciting. And, you know, everything worked out this year because, I mean, my co-host lives there. My sister lives there, uh, near there. Uh, and so it's going to be great. And with WrestleMania, you know, all the hardcore fans are going to be there, too. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And, you know, this is a, you know, once every... 10, 20 years that they run WrestleMania in SoCal, you know? So yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, uh, it, it, when's the last one they did here? It was probably, uh, 20 maybe, or when they had it in Staples Center. Um, they did a WrestleMania at Staples Center. Yeah. I think they yeah. did. It was the Ho WrestleMania goes Hollywood one or whatever. WrestleMania okay. 20, maybe. Uh, and I but, forget that WrestleMania used to just be in normal arenas. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it's looking like, uh, you know, I bet you this will be a pretty frequent stop for them, um, you know, with like New Orleans and, uh, you know, Florida, you know, those kind of, it'll well, be in the rotation. You got, you, if, if it's one of the biggest markets in America, which LA, I believe is the second biggest market, probably almost tied for first, I mean... They're going to come here. You know what I mean? Well, so yeah, I mean, the first thing they need to do this is to actually, you know, be a legit travel destination that people would want to go to, even if there wasn't WrestleMania. And yeah, true. Yeah, that, that does, I think, uh, encompass Los Angeles. Yeah, and it's only going to get crazier considering that the Olympics will be in L.A. and not that long from now, about five, what is it, four four. 28 six years yeah. yeah so i mean five years uh, yeah. the, the, the infrastructure is already pretty great for this so um it's really exciting this reminds me more of like the new york city wrestlemania um and this is you know obviously where we are in a kind of post-covid world not saying it doesn't exist and isn't fucking killing people but at the same time things are opened up especially in america so i'm hoping there's a lot of sideshows um announced and we'll be seeing those what comes up Justin and i have talked about wanting to go to a, a sideshows we have a lot of options and there'll be more now i'll tell you this what i just saw uh justin is uh miyu yamashita miyu yamashita and maki ito will both be wrestling in north america like a couple days before mm -hmm. wrestlemania so i'm thinking they might have something that weekend too We'll see. You know, it makes sense. Um, <clears throat> I know there, there, there's a lot of little venues around here that can host it. I don't know how quickly you can put it together, but I'm pretty sure we'll have to be finding these things out in the next week or two. 
<laughs> to be honest. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I, I would hope, I wish, you know, it, it's gotten better, but I wish they would do something like a DDT comes to Los Angeles type of thing or a, you know, Tokyo Joshio Pro comes to uh, U- USA. I think that would be pretty cool, seeing a promotion that you literally have never been able to see barely in America. Yeah, um, I just don't we'll just... know if there's the market for that. But, I mean, I guess if there was, there was going to be any time. There was in New York. Um, there was in New York. They had a stardom show mm-hmm. and a DDT show. Yeah. I just don't know how and many venues sold out. there are here, too. I mean, I mean there's got to be a shitload, bro. <clears throat> well, for see, that I'm size excited. and that certain you know size yeah you're right but it is going to be exciting um so yeah you can meet us both in in person and we will have more announcements on that soon because we know that that's uh your goal is to get signatures and autographs well listen man if if there was enough people that reached out and wanted to do a meetup for that weekend we would be down and we would find a place to do that but you know i don't think we're that big yet um but also, um, just to clear the record here, we have uh, no plans as of now, uh, unless something crazy happens, to even go to WrestleMania. <laughs> no, that doesn't interest me that much, dude. Yeah. Although I guess, you know, it's like the Tokyo Dome. It's like, it, it's something I would like to do eventually. Uh, I mean, you just expect, I already expect, like, the wrestlers look like ants because they're going to be tiny. Yeah, and uh, I'll be staring at the screen most of the night. Well, you, you know, know um, SoFi does have a really awesome screen, and it would probably be a really good experience. I just don't want to go through the hassle and length of a WWE oh crowd and show. Um, I don't know if I have. I don't know if my anxiety would let me be in a crowd that huge. It, I, I don't think yeah. I've been around a crowd that huge in forever. I mean, even AEW was a, a lot, you know. So you multiply that by 10, and it's like, oh, geez. And that's kind of a really, like, it's pretty much um, it's pretty much an indoor stadium. I'll just put it that way. Yeah, I, I saw the picture. I mean, there's like a little opening, right? There, it's but... like open along the sides, but then it's got a roof. Okay. That's pretty cool. It, it is. So they it, can no, still it's play in the rain. It's a really, really cool place. It is a very awesome stadium, and the vantage points are really good. Um, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely like one. It's the most unique stadium experience I've you know been to. So, Justin, I tell you this: I don't think I've ever been in an NFL stadium ever. Yeah, I never been to an NFL game or a college game. No, no. Well, Broncos game? tickets are stupidly expensive, and they sell out every time. And I have been seeing an Air Force. I saw Air Force, right? Well, that's a real they stadium, have, yeah. That is a stadium, although it's only really one side. The other side is where all the uh, school kids sit. The, right. The, the cadet. Student section. Yeah, and they do push-ups when they score and stuff. But uh, it, it's pretty big, but like... I never been to like actual Broncos game or nothing because I people have told me the tickets are like hundreds of dollars for crap tickets. I uh, and, uh, I was when I lived in Colorado, I went to Folsom Field for a game. Folsom Field, oh the CU, that's yeah. kind of a smaller one, right? Yeah, it's probably fifty thousand. I don't know. It's you know, it's on the no way. The it's that many, dude. Forty five thousand is a big stadium. No, like. You know, University of Michigan, they have 100,000-seat stadiums. Well, okay, Co- colleges do have the biggest ones. You're, you're right. But they have, like, stupid... Here, I'll look at full... Man, we're really going off topic. I'm, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here right now. Okay, it said... Um, I need to put my glasses on. Okay, 50,000. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it's... That's a, bigger than I thought. Yeah, it's about... It's a small for a football stadium. That's about the size, like, a big baseball stadium would take 50,000, but... I think we would could argue on that, but we'll talk about that another time. Anyways, let's be, let's get back onto the topic at hand yeah. and let's make a quick uh, hairpin turn into something a little less. Uh, well, I won't say less exciting, but uh, it's it's hard to segue into something like this. Yeah. Well, this I mean, news. yeah, something that obviously you know rocked the wrestling world this week was the passing of Jay Briscoe in in a in a car crash. And, um, yeah, I mean, I know I kind of messaged you about it, right? 
You um, were the one who told me about it. And... Yeah, I think I whatever it was that Tuesday, I was just kind of going through. You know, sometimes you just kind of scroll through your social media and don't really read the notes. You just kind of, you know, and I just was kind of going through it maybe at work or something. And, you know, I kept like, why is everyone what? There's a lot of Jay Briscoe pictures. Like, what's going on? And, and you know, I come to find out that he died and... You know, it's just kind of shocking. Um, then eventually you click on enough of the stories and you find out that it was an accident. And then you find out it was a car wreck. And then his kids his kids were there. You find out that both adults in the crash died. Yeah. And the kids were... I was like, so you're, my first instinct is, oh my God, these kids just lost their parents. Um, wasn't exactly the case. Doesn't make it less No, it's just, just as bad. But, um, I yeah. mean, honestly... It wasn't quite as big overall, obviously, in terms of who it was in the news, but it just had a, like kind of a Kobe Bryant feel to it. It's it's a big deal. I mean, obviously, and we both know that um, because of the influence and because of the talent and skill of of Jay. And of course, we can't talk about Jay without talking about Mark as well. I mean, no. they are the Briscoe yeah. brothers, and um, it is a. It's a huge. It, it, it's it's huge. I mean, these guys were never wrestled in WWE or, or anything like that because of a tweet that cost them stuff. Um, and by the way, I just want to state real quick. You know, a lot of people were saying that Jay was constantly trying to improve, and he would ask, you know, some wrestler friends or maybe queer wrestling friends, like, you know, how can I improve? You know, help me understand. You know. No, and, um, and that's what's coming out now is a lot of uh, people from that LGBT community that kind of cross paths with him are kind of sharing stories about how, you know, he was he, he was apologetic towards them. And I, I it seemed like he didn't really want to make a big deal out of it, like he was just doing it for the publicity to, you know, clear his name. It seemed like he honestly... Um, Wanted yeah, to, he honestly wanted to do better. He wanted to do better, and he wanted to understand. He wanted to express his, uh, you know, his his you know his wanted to say he was sorry. Um, I yeah, know I, mean, I don't this... remember the exact context of the tweet. I don't even think it's relevant right now. No, but whatever it was, like this dude went behind the scenes and was trying to make it right, and not trying to make it a public thing. Um, and, you know, good on him for that, and it's a shame, I, I mean, I know that you said it cost him being in WWE, but I think there were some other factors, like, I know they didn't want to move to Florida, <laughs> um, was probably well, a thing, too. Well, Justin, they were getting ready to go into WWE at the time. Oh, were they? What was this, yeah. like, circa 2014 or 15, or what was the timing on that? Uh, I don't know the exact timing. Yeah. I'm gonna guess somewhere it, around there, It's but... really, a, we're talking about... Like, let's just face it, the Briscoes are probably the greatest ta tag team that never wrestled in a Vince McMahon promotion. Yeah, you told me that, um, but I would take it a step further and say that they are one of the best tag teams in the last 10, 15 years, just Absolutely, in absolutely, um, no doubt about it. But to say it all time, I can't think of another tag team that didn't work for Vince at some point. Well, the um, Young Bucks. Young Bucks. Yeah, True. I guess they they might have done enhancement stuff back in the day, right? Yeah, they I'm, they probably have. But yeah, I mean, it's the young bucks and them in terms of, uh, you know, well, uh, and they and they've gone everywhere. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean they they've wrestled so many people that have come up in the industry. You have so many people now saying like, oh, this guy helped me get a job and stuff. I had heard that Kevin Steen um, was saying that, like, yeah, he helped me, you know, he helped me get a job, dude. And uh, so, really, these guys, you know, just helping out people. They want to put people over. They want to help them. Um, I, uh, let's talk about the quick history real quick. So, everyone probably knows by now our story of both of us getting back into wrestling around 14 uh 1415 area so tell, tell me about when you uh first 
uh, saw the Briscoes and wh what you thought. Um, my opinions changed over time, but uh, what was your original first impression? Um. Okay, so I think when I first saw them, um, I okay, so there was this time where 2015-ish, I think, when I was really back in wrestling, and then I had my wife and kids go to Japan for a few months, and I consumed almost every wrestling show I could. I still had, <laughs> you know, DirecTV or cable at the time. That's how it is when you get back into it. Like, it becomes an obsession for a little while. Like, I remember I was Googling, why can't I stop thinking about wrestling? And I um, was watching Impact every week. I was watching the ROH Weekly Show every week. Um, when it was on yeah, a channel that people had or heard of. Sinclair? Yeah. I don't know how we were getting... I can't remember what channel it was on out here. But anyway. Okay. I was watching it every week. <clears throat> and I was watching Impact every week. And I heard the Briscoes. And I gotta say, like, it was... Um, I love the promos. I love the violence and the, just the look on them. But I, I wasn't a fan of the whole Confederate flag thing, to be honest. Oh, did they have a Confederate flag? They would come out with some Confederate flag stuff for a while. But, you know, they did end with doing that. But a lot of stuff they did in Japan, they were rocking the Confederate flag stuff. And I get it. There was the whole, you know, kind of Dukes of Hazard General Lee thing and, and all that. And, um, you know, once they kind of... that Once that kind of soured in terms of people realizing what that flag really was and it wasn't just, you know, they, they did ditch it. So that's fine. But the whole, like, uh, you know, promos on the chicken farm and all that stuff, I mean, just such great stuff. And I think it was around the time probably Jay became the champ uh, in ROH that, you know, he kind of oh, yeah. got on the radar with there. Adam Cole? He, he was, I like, think he fighting beat, with Adam Cole. I think Cole. he beat uh, Kevin Steen or something in 2014. Yeah, I was, watch I was watching um, I was watching back then a little bit here and there, too, Um I, I didn't like them at all, to be honest. At first, I was super turned off because in my head, I was like, dude, first of all, why are these southern guys from Delaware? That confused me. I was like, I, I didn't know. know there was any rednecks from Delaware. And they don't me look, either, when but you, when, at first glance, they don't look like rednecks. And they don't they did to me because they got, well they had the military gear and the you know Mark is missing multiple teeth yeah. which is kind of part of their gimmick and but they they don't look like your white redneck guys necessarily uh, you know I could see that they are a little darker toned and they have like a little bit tanner skin and dark and Jay hair had and the stuff dreadlocks like that. and everything so that's what I thought there's just like wait there's something like I like the redneck thing but I also like how they don't. You know, they're wearing the Carhartt shirts and all that stuff, too. And um, I just, like, they were just so goddamn believable, right? Well, they, they were. They were. I mean, when I seen them talk, I'm like, okay, these guys are not faking this at all. This is not an act, bro. Like, this is, these guys probably actually talk like this. And then come to find out, they actually did. You know what I mean? Like, it's, yes, they're more, like we've talked about, they are themselves turned to 11, but, like, yeah. it's it's not that different, dude. Like, they actually talk like that. I couldn't even begin to do an impression. But, um, you know, over the years... And, actually, I, I remember seeing them versus the Young Bucks at Final Battle. And that was a great match. Uh, it ended by the Young Bucks giving them, like, 30 super kicks in a row. Mm. And uh, it was just like, okay, these guys are actually uh, legit. But, you know, in the last year... I had bec I've become a quite a fan of them actually, and this was before the uh, the FTR stuff. When I saw them against the Kingdom at what was it the it was ROH's last show ever. I don't remember or ROH under not under Tony Khan. You know, I forget if that was Final Battle, but uh, they had a match with the Kingdom that was fucking great, dude. I remember I told you about it. You're like, I don't like Matt Taven. <laughs> I'm like, you gotta yeah, watch yeah. this match, dude. The Matt Taven guy. I don't know. Maybe what I do should... you think about? I know this is more of a Mark thing, but what do you think about the redneck kung fu? Because I, I think that's awesome. What what exactly is that? I think they I've do heard like it. the they do like the oh yeah yeah, yeah 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 and yeah. like they do like the Chinese like punch off to the side and stuff and yeah. uh, 
and just like so no, great, dude. No, they they were great, and I, like I said, I didn't know rednecks were in Delaware, but that's awesome. They have an actual. So they were educa- They were educational. Yeah. If you want to see something really fun, Justin, they did a thing during COVID. They did a cinematic match at the fucking Briscoe Farm. Yeah, it was and, just those uh, two, right? Just those two. And it's pretty great because Papa, their dad's like a character too. You know what I mean? Yeah, the, yeah. The Papa Briscoe. He's the ref and, you know, don't fucking kill each other. Just, all right, make it clean. You know, they were doing like cross bodies off you know, onto trucks. And then one dude tried to drive away and I think Mark was still in the truck. And he's like, dude, they were doing some risky shit. You know what I mean? Because, you know, they, it's not like WWE. They didn't take 10 takes. So. Yeah, yeah, and they were doing their own stunts, obviously, like everyone else, but yeah, and just, you know, just kind of going back to Jay, I mean, it seemed like they were just hitting another peak, and it's just the worst, and his daughters are still in the hospital, it seems like they're starting to get on the men, but like... Well, one of them is just recovering movement, it's, yeah. it's horrible to even say, I mean, I was seeing things like pray for my legs... And it's just, oh my God. And, I, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I have kids. Like, I know I think his daughters are 9 and 12 that were in the car. Oh and my kids are 8 and 11. So, I mean, it was pretty this much is, the same thing. And, you know, it really hits this home. Is a type of This is a type of trauma that you never really recover from. But you just try to make the best out of it. These kids, I can only imagine you know the emotional stuff they're going through it's going to take lots of time i'm not and i hate to to say oh before you get over it you don't get over deaths no, no but never before no. but you know uh before you know you stop obsessing about it and stuff and you know i had a friend uh, car crashes are so common in america sadly you know i've had a friend whose wife had the same situation exact same thing head on collision in rural east coast um, two lane highway and she died on impact, you know, and that was just so, so shocking, um, to everyone. And, and it's just like, you know, one day you're here, one day you're not appreciate what you have. Um, you know, and who you have, I guess. I mean, and, who? and that's, you know, his and it wife. sounds like he definitely, he, he definitely did. I mean, you, you see that he, uh, you know, he would do cheer. He would go to cheer practice with his daughter and put pink bows in his hair and yeah. do play along with the girls and stuff. I mean, this is the. It reminds me a lot of Brody King in the sense that his true family man, doing what he could, you know, to to you know. Brody Brody Lee Brody Lee right? Oh, sorry, Brody Lee, not Brody <laughs> King. Um, Even although I'm sure Brody King is a good guy too. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, but. He's still with us, thankfully. Um, yeah, it does have a similar feel to that, and like my instant, it was it almost was like that in a Kobe thing because the Kobe news, you know, kind of came in a similar way. I had a friend text me saying, "Hey, Kobe's, I guess Kobe's helicopter crash doesn't look good," and I'm like, "What?" You know, it is kind of surreal. It's kind of surreal. Like, you, you, it takes a second, and then you have to cope with the like, wait, they'll. It, it's it's like in my head, I still haven't fully accepted that i'll never see jay again you know what i yeah, mean yeah i mean it's like this, how could that be this one has hit me pretty hard but the kobe thing like i had a big attachment to kobe in terms of you know being a you know growing up in la being a laker fan and oh yeah the fact that he was drafted when i was these kids god damn it shut up are um, those kids they sound like wild <laughs> animals my kids but my yeah kids the kobe thing being from being from la and you know I, when kobe was I, drafted he was city. 17 years old and i was like 14 or 15 i was in ninth grade so it was like i felt a lot of people in la especially my age they kind of felt like they grew up with kobe um so that was a really hard one that really kind of affected me for a while. Um, it was really tough. And this one's tough, too. Um, and let me say let me let me say this. Uh, we never hope that anyone ever dies, obviously. No, uh, although no. it is a must. But I will say this. Uh, I, seeing this happened with Razor and this happened with uh, Brody Lee and stuff. You know, it is kind of beautiful seeing the community come together and like you go on Twitter and people aren't arguing, although there were some 
horrible tweets that I won't even fucking show respect to. But for the most part, you know, people are just sharing stories and talking positivity. And uh, I really like to see that. Um, but obviously not at the, you know, not because of the situation. You know, I saw a tweet that kind of, you know, re resonated with me. <clears throat> and it was, you know who the wrestler Gregory Iron is? No, I, I never heard that name. He's a indie guy that has like, um, I think he has like cerebral palsy or something where he's, you know. Oh. And he and he still goes out there and does stuff. And he's, you know, he's an indie guy. But he kind of put a tweet out saying, you know, when I see all these nice things about people that passed away, it makes me want to, we should be saying that about them when they're alive too. And that just kind of hit me. It's like, you, you know, appreciate those people around you now. And if you want to go on and fire something off about someone that a nice story, like we should just be doing that now. Um, and just showing your appreciation for people. And um, man, I mean, it sucks sometimes that you have to, somebody has to pass away or someone, you have to lose something to realize how much you liked it or appreciated it or loved it. And, yeah, we do take stuff for granted. You and, know, it's just like we expect them to be in the ring every week and perform, put their bodies on the line for us, and wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. You know, it's, 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 I'm not saying you and I feel that way, but in general, fans, you know, um, and you know, you forget like they are just as fragile as any other person, you know, um, all it takes is one vein to not have blood going through it. And, you know, I mean, so, you know, usually with some of these deaths that come <laughs> up, whether it was Scott Hall or, um, you know, Anna Kimura, well, no, no, well, I mean, you know, I think there was rumors that Brody was sick before he passed. Right. Or he had some yeah. kind of ailment he was dealing with. Yeah, like, uh, not long before, but yeah, it was like, oh, something's wrong. Yeah. And, you know, we knew that. You know, Scott Hall uh, didn't necessarily take good care of himself throughout his career and, you know, was, was abusing and using substances and had some issues he was dealing with. So, like, when those things come about, there's not always that sense of shock or oh. just, like, you know what I mean? And But this was... No, I, I, know, I know what you mean, man. This look, one was, like, some dude in... in some could say they're in their prime now considering that tony bought roh and now roh is being pushed you know they could have had the biggest exposure they've ever had and hopefully mark still does um but you know it's it's just out of nowhere and it was just like you just text me and i just read that and i'm like what and mark's birthday was the next day no oh boy and Man. you know i know that, that that whole family they all live on that farm together so you know, I know I'm not a religious guy, but, you know, I, I just, you know, hope and pray that ish or whatever <laughs> that, you know, the mom gets the strength to take care of those kids and the kids can get out of that healthy and, you know, they're on the mend. And that son that he has is, you know, he's that's, you know, that son and and and, uh, and wife are really going to have to dig deep and. I know that we've seen and listen. I I we see the wrestling community. We've seen those GoFundMe's. Whenever the wrestlers really have each other's back, yeah. And that's something that makes me really like kind of I don't know if proud's the right word to to be a wrestling fan because I really feel like wrestling fans they really really uh, have each other's back when stuff happens and wrestlers they they you know there's there's a good support system. Uh, you know that there's a it's a good community it seems like when it comes to stuff like this um, and uh, yeah if you're one of those people that's you know being an asshole about this can you please like think about his two daughters that are in the hospital right now and his wife that's without her husband and well, his well, son and I, that, I, you know like come on there's... I, don't, I don't think anyone listening to this podcast yeah. is going to be like that and if you're listening to this podcast and you're hating on anything involved in this, then it's like, you got to rethink some stuff there. Maybe rethink some stuff. So let's, uh, 
let's finish this one here, um, this segment here, and uh, Jamie Pugh, um, yeah, right? Jamin. Jamie Pugh. Yeah. Um, why don't I list some of uh, Jay's accomplishments real quick um, yeah. in the ring? This, these guys were Combat Z CZW, Extreme Rising, Full Impact Pro, GCW, House of Glory, Impact, Jersey All Pro, uh, New Japan, and Pro Wrestling Noah Tag Team Champions. So uh, all that. They were never openweight six-man tag team champions twice uh, with Toriano. That's awesome. Um, which makes me want to kind of go back and watch those. That sounds fun, you know? Yes, it um, does. Jay was ranked seven out of 500 in the PW500 in 2015. Um, and as far as Ring of Honor goes, I mean, those guys were... 13-time tag team champions, two times, uh, Jay was two-time world champion, they were six-man champions, They uh, Jay won the Honor Rumble, Jay's gotten seven year-end awards, uh, he's gotten the CM Punk Award, the Tag Team of the Year, Feud of the Year, Tag Team of the Year, Feud of the Year, Tag Team of the Decade, Tag Team of the Year, and he's in the ROH Hall of Fame class, um, and in 2007, the Wrestling Observer Newsletter called them Tag Team of the Year. And you know what? That's only what's listed here. Can you imagine all the indies that they are champions in that, you know? Um, I mean, they are champions right now. So, uh, yeah. Um, you know, he went out on top, dude. So. Yeah, I mean, he's a, they honestly were as accomplished as possible. With, like I said, I don't I, without, without being in without being in yeah. a Vince McMahon promotion. I mean, I know we've talked about the Young Bucks in that sentence too, but they put a strong case. Well, um, I would say let's do a moment of silence, but I am sure that I will hear children screaming when right when I do that. So yeah, let's uh, let's move on real quick. So, Wrestle Kingdom 17, you didn't see it. Uh, this is, sorry, Wrestle Kingdom 17. I hate how they call it Wrestle Kingdom. It's not Wrestle Kingdom. Let's call it New Japan versus Noah. At Yokohama. Yeah, I don't understand the insistence of that, if that's like a marketing thing it's a or... branding, right? Like, oh, this is just as good. Yeah. I... Yeah. Well, anyway, I hear it was a pretty Qu good show. So why don't you tell us about it, John? I missed it. Well, I haven't. I haven't seen all. I haven't seen all of it either, um, and I didn't either. But I will tell this: uh, the things I did see, I, dude, I was, just, I was so tired last night. I tried to watch it. You've been there. We've both been there. You're trying to watch it, and you're like, dude, I'm just fighting my own tiredness to watch this show. Um, yeah, been there. So the, the thing I saw that was nice was this guy Oscar Loib Loibe. Is that um, one of those young lions that's wrestling in the, you know, full-on uh, um, singlet? Oh, he's just got black tights. Oh, it's another one then. Sorry. Forgive the on. It's the first one in a while. Uh, that's that's the Russian guy. I don't remember oh, right. his name. Um, but, no, Oscar Loibe, he's a big motherfucker. He almost looks like a, a, a Walter or Gunther type of guy. Not as heavy as Gunther used to be, but more like modern Gunther, you know, that slim, tall, Lean, but yeah. still thick. So, uh, that guy looks pretty good, bro. Um, he, he could be good. I, I like that. I like we're seeing these new young lions, the, the, uh, Gaijin young lions that are looking really, really good here. Um, the Jay Briscoe tribute there, very emotional. Uh, both Tanahashi and Marafuji brought out photos and they announced, Jay Briscoe as if he was wrestling, you know, they did like 13 time IW, uh, you know, IWGP champions, 13 RH champions, Jay Briscoe, and then his music played. That was pretty emotional because, you know, every wrestler was lined up. Everybody from the back was out there lined up. Um, so the, that, that was great. And, uh, people probably know this, but they even shouted him out on SmackDown on Friday. Hmm. You see that? I heard that Michael Cole did. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, NXT as well. So uh, good on WWE. That's that's really awesome. Um, yes, I mean you know they're not worried about can't go wrong competition with doing that now. No. Um, so after that, you know there was some good tag matches. Uh, El Desperado versus Yohei. I thought it was okay. Um, it was 
but it was good. Um, I saw that Amasuka, Junta Miyawaki, and Alejandro versus Tiger Mask, Taguchi, and Watto. And Amakusa is kind of like a little bit older version of Master Watto. He does the cool spinning flips, you know, okay. for his finisher. And uh, it was okay, but nothing special. Now, the Kiyomiya and Inamura match versus Okada and Makabe, I heard that was absolutely great, and I didn't catch it. Uh, Inamura... I've been watching him and Noah over the past couple years. He's gotten to be like the the kind of Ishii of Noah, you know, the fucking ma- meaty men slapping meat guy. Mm. So, yeah, um, Tadasuke beat Bushi. No one cares. <laughs> Takahashi beat Hajime Ohara, which I heard Ohara actually like did a lot of offense. Manabu Soya defeated Sonata. Supposedly not a good match. Um, but Takagi and Nakajima was supposedly awesome, and they fucked each other up and kicked each other in the head. Mm. All that good stuff. And then Naito defeated Kano with Keiji Muto challenging Naito for his final match ever. Is that a good opponent for Keiji Muto? I think they have somewhat of a history together, and I think one of Naito's idols was probably him growing up. So... Sure. Because I think, I think Naito is a, is a good dance partner for him. I don't really know if that's going to be Muto's last match, but if it is, that would probably be a good way to go out. So tonight, actually, we have Darby Allen will be wrestling in Japan, by the way. At Noah, right? With so, Sting? Yeah, and that'll be in the... Uh, that'll be in the Yokohama Arena also. Now, I like this because Hakushi, uh, Jinbei Sasaki, Mm -hmm. he is great, dude. Or at least he used to be. I don't know if he's still as good as he used to be. What what do you know about Hakushi? I used to like him in WWE when he would do that Bret Hart matches. That He had a little Bret Hart program that was really good. Now, did he write all over his body in WWE? Yeah, I don't think he did it. Probably someone else painted it for him, but maybe he did. I don't know. The calligraphy kind of it. all over. So here's what I'm trying to figure out. You've got uh, Great Muda, Sting, and Darby Allen, right? Mm-hmm. They all have facial stuff, face paint or whatever, right? Yeah. you got Hakushi and Akira, who also have face stuff like paint. So is Naomuchi Marafuji going to paint his face for this match? Or is he going to be the weird one? Well, do you think he'll do the CM Punk kind of paint? When CM Punk painted his face? Like Sting for that match or whatever? That would be cool. I'll give you that. But uh, I don't think you got to so. go watch some Jinbei Sasaki matches versus like... Um, Oh, who's the guy that invented the Phoenix Plex that I don't remember his name? The Phoenix Plex? the Phoenix. Plex? Yeah. I don't know. Hayabusa? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hayabusa. Oh, okay. Hayabusa and Jimmy Sasaki are great. And Jim... Sorry, I got the hiccups. Jinbei Sasaki always, like, reminds me of, like, Ishii body, but does crazy shit, you know? Oh, wow. Okay. He can, like, wa- walk the ropes and stuff. Right. So... Yeah, I'm excited. Um, so we'll see about that. Um, you're going to have to w- watch that match. Um, okay, we got some other news and stuff to talk about. This isn't going to be a super long episode, guys, because I have the hiccups. And also, <laughs> I'm going to the movies soon. What are you going to go see? Okay. Tell everyone. Some anime movie. I don't even know the name of it, to be honest. Okay. Alright, Justin, what? what heel turn did you never see coming? And then what heel turn did you see a mile away? Um, are we talking about, like, all time or... Yeah, all time. Off the top of my head. You know, okay. I'm gonna say this. This was... I, I will say The Rock at WrestleMania... I'm, I'm sorry, Survivor Series 98, the Deadly Games Tournament. That was a great swerve. That is one of the best pay-per-views WWE's ever... Easy. No, 
No, I don't think we did. Because The Rock was starting to get over huge as a babyface in that end of 98. And they totally flipped it all in the course of this one pay-per-view. And it's honestly probably the, easily one of the, be the best Survivor Series is ever. No Survivor Series matches, as you would think in the traditional sense. But mm -hmm. they weaved this storyline. This is when, if it was him or whatever, but this is probably Vince Russo's finest work ever. Um, yeah. Or whatever he had in, in that era. Um, was The Rock being the corporate champ and the, the Mankind thing was just wonderfully orchestrated. Oh yeah, that was all cool. And I think that was a big kind of turn. Um, I mean, I think of Seth Rollins with The Shield. Um, okay, you gave your answer. You gave your one answer. Okay. Those are the two that really stand out in recent memory. Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan with NWO. I mean, that, that, that was pretty huge, bro. Yeah. Oh, I will say yeah. that no Absolutely. one saw that one coming. Yeah. Even though we all should have, because now we're all like so used to... Well, we all knew Hulk was a works. piece of shit. I've never really been an NWO guy. I loved Hall. I like. I loved Hall and Nash, but like I liked him. I always well. I always thought WCW was like low rent to yeah, me because okay. I I didn't really appreciate like the actual good matches, and like I always I did definitely think that like you know it was kind of like all these old WWE guys are now in WCW. Let, let me tell you this though. This is an observation I had. Oh, and and uh, sorry, we said the heel turn you saw coming a mile away. That would be the Big Show, right? Uh, which time? <laughs> every time cuz he turned he he played heel like 20 times and he played face like 30 times throughout yeah, his career. Yeah, I I don't really uh That dude would turn on a dime. I mean, it could be just that Bret Hart double switch. We we kind of saw that coming. Um yeah, that's true. But that one was so epic. Like if you can see it from a mile away, but also it's kind of bad. Um I, I'll say this, I was a little surprised by the New Day heel turn, because I just thought they were really bad. Like, when they started, I thought it was racist, even though I come to find out they themselves made the group. I thought it was stupid. I thought it was, like, the worst thing ever, and so did everyone else. And so they went heel, they did the rock type of thing, and uh, I thought they would have been dead a few months after they started, and look, look at how wrong I was, you know? Well, I thought, like, during the time, like when it was when they were doing it and they were like i went to a house show at the end of 2014 when they were in the mm -hmm. middle of doing that as baby faces and they came out as baby faces and they were getting just like they got a really shitty reaction at staples oh, yeah. center at the time and i think a lot of people were like these guys need to turn heel and when they i don't think it was like that i think it was so cheesy bro that like everyone booted it was bad it was a bad right well i'm saying is they were getting booed so they might as well become heels yeah but it doesn't always work that way if it's just like go away heat you know it was sometimes it's like heat, i don't want to see like, these guys heal or baby face i just I, don't want to see them they just did such a good job of turning go away heat into real heat and then all of a sudden they got cool and people liked them i mean that might have been the yeah. biggest surprise for something that actually ended up working out was New Day. That is definitely the definition of like hard work in wrestling. Like actually getting the fans to love you once they went heel and stuff. And yeah, I, but I, I kind of agree with you in the sense they wanted them to turn heel as in like you can just see like these guys would be way more entertaining, annoying the fans. And you know, they already had a funny act. But turn a little edge to it, similar to uh, Becky Lynch. A, a little different, actually, because she was never hated. But when she finally went full heel, people were like, this person's fucking awesome. Happens a lot, yeah. Yeah, pretty common one. Um, okay, let me see here. I'm looking at some other stuff. Oh, okay, this was the observation uh, that I had. Um, so... You remember, like, back in the late 90s, Attitude Era, the idea of the Hulk Hogan type of hero, it was, it was like, a joke, right? Like, 
Lex Luger, Hulk Hogan, patriotic, American, you know, motivational, right? Like, that was kind of a joke back then. It's a joke now. I don't know. Back then, it was pretty big. It worked, didn't it? So, so I, I 100% disagree with you because I think Cody is that character. Oh, no, no, Cody is. Super yeah. over. Um, and, and so you see Cody now, and it's like, wait a second. It's, it's just one of those things where, you know, fashion and stuff, it just keeps going in a circle. Yeah. Now you have Cody, who is this American, you know, I, I'm not going to go that far, but, you know, he's this American guy, and it's all about the hard work and almost that hustle, loyalty, and respect type thing. And, you know, red, white, and blue colors with an American flag on his neck. And this guy is so over. Yeah, that well, that, that's the thing though is that wasn't working in AEW, but is working in WWE. No, it was not working at all in AEW. But I also so it was still rejected by some fans. Would not have. Well, I guess it could have worked in the in the Attitude Era because it worked with the Patriot for a little while. But um, Del Wilkes. I right? think yeah, I think. Cody's works a little bit because there's that story of redemption. Um, yeah, and and you know. also the the current that type of babyface, any type of babyface nowadays has to have some edge to them, right? I think wrestling with the fucking broken or torn, you know, peck, and I think that's kind of edgy. Uh, yeah, but he, I, I think he, he was, does have some he edge. Was, he was going to be over regardless of that uh, situation. Yeah, he did have an amazing, and he had an amazing return. Um, but lately, I've been listening to their promos, and it's so much of a this like say your vitamins and eat your prayers type of stuff. Like I work hard, and you know you can do the same thing. But uh, you know he's probably the only guy in the company that could potentially beat Roman Reigns. So uh, it works. He's over. I mean, and are you excited to see him come, uh, see his comeback in a few weeks? Uh, sure. I mean, I'm not really, you know, a huge fan of his, but I am definitely intrigued by what they do with him and if he's the guy that they throw out there to, to beat Roman. Um, you know, he's probably, you know, as good as anybody in terms of having some momentum behind him to do it. Yeah. Sorry, I just saw something where Mike Tyson accidentally said Cold Stone is my man. Oh, he's he um, he used he was calling him Cold Stone constantly during that era. He did he thought he was an ice cream an ice cream guy, huh? No. Do you I, have those over in LA? Cold yeah, Stone? We do. There's not as many as there used to be, but they're here. No. I think that was another craze too, the yogurt slash ice cream. The yogurt thing Still came a little of, later. Yeah, like the yogurt land. You're you're right, you're right. Froyo, uh, what is it? Pinkberry and stuff. Yeah, those are shutting down, but we still have Yogurt Land and Menchie's. But those kind of started. Sh- COVID kind of killed those too. You, you know what the current craze is, and and the craze is only hitting Colorado now, but I'm sure it hit LA ten years ago. Is the boba tea slash smoothie king type of places? Yeah, we have those are out very here. popular now. And also, yeah. well, at one point, remember, it was cupcakes and gourmet burgers for a while, you know? I don't remember that. That was never here. But I'm just saying nowadays there's a lot of Asian uh, drink shops. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, uh, let's move on to another creator talk here. What do you think about Botchamania? I honestly, I, I know the concept. I've seen a few, but I, it's not anything that I've, like, made a part of my uh you know consumption patterns um but okay you 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 didn't watch every week no no i've maybe seen a handful of things but i'm not like really i I used to go to his web i used to go to his website every single week uh i i kind of liked it for a long time except you know what happened bro it was the simpsons joke started getting old which i've told you like yeah, I'm tired Simpsons of the guy. Simpsons reference. Well, I love the guy. Simpsons. I love the Simpsons. I've seen like every episode in the '90s. But the thing is, is I just the references over and over and over again. Okay, so there was that, and whoa, Maki Ito just posted a picture in a uh, panties and a bra. Anyways, oh, changing 
there's a new guy out called Promo Joe who's pretty good. Have you seen his stuff? Nope. Not not okay. knowingly. He yes. had a good one where it was like then, now, forever, together. You know the WWE catchphrase. Yeah. And like on the then and all the things instead of like all woo and Bret Hart, it was like all Vince McMahon. You know what? Hold on, hold on. Well, I gotta tell these kids. You know, and it was every year it was like match of the year. You know, <laughs> Abu Zago versus Naposango in the karaoke and hall. Like, yeah, right. You fucking saw it when. Do you, Justin? Do you know what famous wrestling um, figure or person uh, lives in Colorado? Um, when you say it, I'll be like, oh yeah, maybe. Vince I, Russo. I know. Yeah, he does. Yeah. That is just weird. To I'm me. not sure what it's part weird of Colorado that he, doesn't he lives in, but he he lives like Boulder. He lives in Boulder. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Oh, because I thought he he lived in like, uh, like you know Bloomfield or something like that. Broomfield. Um, I think he lives in Boulder, dude. I think that's what I saw. And I know he like moved um, okay. out of there for a while and then moved back or something. So what wrestlers live in L.A.? Um, well, Kushida. Kushida. <laughs> um, uh, Eli Clark Drake Connors. used to, huh? Clark Connors. Yeah, well, any of those guys. I bet you Excalibur probably still lives out here. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, of course. So uh, um, that was just a quick question to uh, move on to something else mm -hmm. real quick. What are you, are you going to... Uh, are you interested in checking out... The, the Miz uh, lives Rock? out here, I bet. Okay. Are, are you interested in checking out the Raw 30th anniversary? I am. Um, it's a matter if I remember when it happens to turn to try and get it on. but Because uh, it'll probably be on like a little bit after... You can watch it on Hulu. Right, but I have to wait the next day, right? It's not live or I anything. Do, yeah. yeah. Um, and to watch it live... I would probably get home about a half hour into it or whatever, so. You know, a lot of these guys, though, they're bringing back are just the normal, you know, the guys they always bring back. Right. The difference is they do have Rick Rick Flair there, um, so yeah, he's kind of been not, in and out of WWE. Not necessarily, you know, want to see Rick, need to see Rick Flair. <laughs> yeah, he said supposedly Again. he'll be showing his dick to the audience. Um, Again. Jim, Jimmy Hart, um, not that interesting. I liked him when I was young, though. No, no, um, nothing wrong DDP. with Jimmy Hart. I don't know if I need to see him. I don't know if I asso associate him with Monday Night Raw necessarily, though. No, this is a weird mix. And then Hulk Hogan's going to be there. I guess he's good now. Zero interest. To come back. Well, he uh, has been the for under a while, allegedly. The Undertaker, who's done so many returns it's ridiculous although you know the undertaker in a non-wrestling thing could be kind of cool because he's all you know he's been doing you know the cinematic matches and stuff a couple years ago i don't think he's just come out and cut a promo has he mm, if you consider the hall of fame oh that's true uh the 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 granddaddy or what's his name what the big daddy Shango. oh the Godfather, yeah. Kurt Angle, it looks like... Um, oh, Kurt Angle. Alundra, okay. Medusa, okay. and uh, Te Teddy Long, is that his name? Holla, 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 holla. Yeah, that's Teddy Long. That dude's weird as fuck. I never I got his thing. I don't know if there's like a name that would be like, oh my god, I gotta watch this. Yeah, it seems like all the normal shit. Now, if they had like Stone Cold and Bret Hart... That'd be cool, but uh, yeah, I mean that would help. Um, but I don't know if there's a name that would be like, oh my god, I gotta see this. Even Stone Cold, I mean, or you know, The Rock, maybe. I don't know. Well, I'll say this: um, they had the prediction show on Wrestling Observer Live recently, and someone predicted that Stone Cold would win the Royal Rumble and win the championship at WrestleMania. Oh, stop! So we'll see if that. that happens. I don't think um, so. Okay, let's see some other... There were some goofy predictions. I, I thought the most realistic one was that Takeshita 
and Bandito will both be TNT champions in the next year. I was like, that's pretty realistic. I can see that. Do you, it, here, okay, the the um, the prediction that won last year, I'll tell you, and it was a true. It he predicted true. The prediction one year ago was MJF will never show up on Rampage for the entire year, <laughs> and he was right. Wow, that's okay. f- kind of fucked up, huh? Yeah, like but. they put CM Punk on Rampage, they put Moxley, Hangman, but Maxwell, he's too good for that. Okay, um, let's see, Ring of Honor on Twitter. Okay, oh wow, this is pretty cool. They uh, someone posted a bunch of pictures of Jay. Uh, briscoe outside the manhattan hammerstein ballroom in in manhattan mm-hmm. so that's pretty cool pretty cool vandal vandalizing wouldn't you say oh like they posted him why i oh, just uh honor him like a mural yeah okay yeah cool. no like a bunch of small pictures of him taped up all over all over uh like like it looks like electric boxes and stuff like that. Oh, okay. And uh, R- Ring of Honor came out and says, if you posted these outside the Hammerstein Ballroom, please DM us. That'd be fucked up if their response was like they called the cops on him for vandalizing. No. Um, okay. Uh, Jerry Lawler wrestled um, today. Okay. I believe. So, is that even newsworthy, or is that no one cares? I think he still is doing it occasionally. How is he allowed to do indie? <laughs> like, that is that is not very WWE to let fucking the King go do indie matches. I, I guess they're like, they well, have, he's not a draw. I mean, he's still doing stuff for WWE, I think, right? He still does, like, the pay-per-view He commentates pre-shows. once in a while. Is he still a commentator? Yeah, once in a while he does. And he says, like, racist shit on accident, but it's still kind of funny because, I don't know. What did he say about uh, what his last thing was like? Oh, I wonder if that Japanese guy next will do the ramen noodle bomb. Uh, You're like, oh, boy. Um, Well, that's cool. I wonder if he still does pile drivers. If that's... uh, Probably. By the way, you want to see a good one, go watch Kevin Steen versus... Jerry Lawler in a pile driver match in a baseball stadium. Oh, okay, sure. Uh, more news: Jay Briscoe's daughter has regained feeling in her legs and has some movement in her lower extremities. They have a long road, but this is huge progress. So, good news to hear. It's going to be, as we said before, a long and uh, yeah tough journey. But any any news like that is uh, good news. Yeah, I mean, sounds like she's working her way to being on the men's but yeah yeah um i watched some clips from uh kitamiya versus okada it looks like kitamiya kicked okada right in the fucking head i saw that like i saw that online with him kicking him and kind of okada ignoring the first couple yeah that that was uh pretty funny actually um by the way, a little trivia. Who was Love Machine? Love Machine? Yeah. I don't know. I believe... Love Machine was Art Bar. Okay. Did you know that? I've heard of Art Bar and stuff. Yeah, he he was uh, Eddie Guerrero's partner back oh, in the day. Oh, right, right. Okay, well. In Mexico And then he died, like... He passed away. Yeah, but he was a white guy. Hmm. Right. Well, Art Bar. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's not like Arturo Barista. So, well, look, dude, I am um, I am just looking through news here. It doesn't seem like there's anything too huge. Um, I'll take one more look here. Let's see. Probably nothing big. Kevin Owens versus Solo Sokoa on SmackDown. That'll probably be pretty good. Um, Sami Zayn will be on trial this Friday. Monday. Oh, is it Friday? I thought it was Monday. Oh no, it is Monday. You're right. He will on. be on trial. What, what? What did he do wrong? I don't know. There's, there's always something with them. 
they yeah. can't just well, yeah you called it the best story of the year so i want to don't just say there's always something you need to like know what's going on bro no well <laughs> you did it's the too. Best story of the year and i have no clue what's fucking going on yeah you're 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 right you're right um let's see mercedes Monet was at njpw's la dojo this week yeah, so that's I saw. cool. I, I love that she is, dude. She was training with like Tokyo Joshi and Stardom. You know what I'm saying? No, no. It's like, like she seems she is. She's a mark, man. Well, she's a. She's also a weeaboo too. So it's a what? Like, she, <laughs> what do you mean? What? What did you say? She's a weeaboo. What the hell Just is that? Just like me and you. Okay. Um. Let's see. Uh, a weeaboo. Is a white person who behaves or seeks to... No, that's wrong. Yeah, what the... I've never heard that term before. A person who has an unhealthy obsession with Japan and Japanese culture, ignoring or even shunning their own race and cultural identity. Weeaboos talk in crappy Japanese with the eight words they know. While they claim to love and support Japanese culture, counterintuitively, they tend to stereotype Japanese culture by how it appears in their favorite anime. Okay, so I guess we're not Weeaboo fans, but uh, it's just, you know, someone who likes Japan. Right. Well, I was thinking and of the... And she is one. The Gwen Stefani comments or whatever from a few weeks ago. Dude, I think Harajuku Girls is a great song, by the way. I don't care if it's stereotypes and all that. It's good, dude. It's actually a good song. And what did Gwen Stefani say a few weeks ago? I'm Japanese. Oh, okay. Um, Kushida <laughs> noted that Mercedes Monet sent him a direct message asking if she could come to his seminar. Mm, and yeah. he thought she was joking, but she showed up. So that's pretty damn awesome, dude. That's like, you know, I've heard that she's not the most humble person, but it sounds like she just wants to learn and get better. Um, so it's all really, we'll find out in, uh, We'll find out in San Francisco. No, not San Francisco. What's San south of San Francisco? San Jose. San Jose. We'll see. You excited for that show? Sure. I'm not going to pay for it. Is that another thing that's supposed to be paid for? Just don't say that out. You're saying the quiet art part out loud, Justin. <laughs> I just don't like them doing that. That's all. Well, how did you watch pay-per-views when you were fucking 18, dude? Black box. Or someone would tape it for us. Or sometimes we would chip You had a it. black box? I didn't have a black box, but we knew someone that You did. knew somebody? Yeah. Dude, I only saw one of those when I was a kid, and I was like, this is awesome. Yeah. Did they get in trouble for it, though? I don't think so. I don't know anyone that ever got in trouble for it. I'm sure someone got in trouble for it, dude. Well, yeah. I mean, usually they just stopped working or something. I think. All yeah. right. Well, <laughs> guys, it's been a short one again. There's not a whole lot. We don't I didn't really want. One thing that I'm kind of avoiding talking about is Vince McMahon and the whole sale um, thing. Yeah, sale I mean that's and Yeah. We'll talk about that when it happens, right? And even then we might be burnt out from the news cuz everyone's going to talk about it, but uh we we are aware of that. It's just not now, right? Yeah, I'm glad we didn't actually do it last week because then we might have to talk about that Saudi Arabia thing that was just nothing. Yeah, that was another text I got from you. Or but, I, you could, know, when you send me, I could see that they floated out there just to see what the public response would be, or the Saudis came with a strong offer, and WWE's like, "Look, we're gonna leak a little bit, and you'll see how much of backlash we're gonna take." So that that's why no, we can't I take your offer. I do hate conspiracy theories, but I just and I actually do think that that could be true because everyone was talking about it and it didn't come from nowhere. So something weird happened. Yeah, know? I really think but, they floated it out there just to prove to the Saudis like, look, we can't sell to you. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe they did it for Vince. Or they told Vince, like, look, we can't sell to them. <laughs> look what's going to happen. I don't know. And he's like, but this is the most money ever. So... We'll see. Um, so next week we'll be doing wrestling and Prince Nana. We're gonna have a three yes. and a half hour full retrospective on Prince Nana. He'll be actually so, in um, person too. Yeah, that's not true, guys. We're we've <laughs> never even mentioned Prince Nana on this show. Yeah. So, but uh, we we do. I we hey we are. 
somewhat semi in the process of getting someone on the show. We'd like to have... There's wrestlers that I talk to that are big, and the wrestling guy has not been on the show. I was about to say something else, but... Uh, no. Maybe, maybe mean, you, you need to text him and tell him, hey, man, we're going to come to that thing. Can we do a quick... Uh, you know what? This is stuff we should be talking about after the show, so I'm just going to end it. Um, thank you guys for listening. At John Ensman on Twitter, at InRingArt, Justin on Instagram or on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, we love you guys. Thanks for listening. Love we you. appreciate you. Uh, Jay Briscoe, rest in peace. Yes. And we will... Anything else, Justin? I think that's it, man. Cool, and we will see you guys later. Later. Later.